do you guys help people with that aspect as well? Finding different ways to make more money and them not actually have to be hands-on with it? We tell business owners that we can add a minimum of $100,000 to their business before they spend money on marketing and advertising. And I can do that in 45 minutes. What's going on, everybody? I am back, Sean French, here with another episode of the Determined Society. I have with me a very special guest. Uh, Rola Diab runs a business profitability coaching company. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and what you're doing. So uh, we do business consulting, business coaching, mainly small to mid-sized businesses, and we focus on profitability, as you said. Uh, we typically will look at the 12 fundamental strategies for a business to make them more profitable before we start looking at advertising and marketing. And the idea behind that is to make sure that they're doing everything within their, their means before they spend additional money on things that could go wasted if they're not strategizing properly. And often what happens is business owners think, oh, I need more business. I just need to do marketing. But the problem with that is they get out and prior to strategizing properly, they're putting out messaging that's weak and ineffective, and therefore they're not going to get the, the results that they're looking for. So it's really important that they strategize their business properly. And we essentially, essentially will show them how to do that. I absolutely love everything you're saying. So guys, if you're listening to this, what she is saying is like, people like to put the car before the horse. It's a saying, and it's a cliche for a reason, right? If they don't have that solid foundation built, they don't have the systems in place. And then when they go out the market, now granted, if something does happen, lightning strikes and they explode and their business increases, they don't have the infrastructure there to actually be successful. And it can actually close businesses down. So talk to us a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people just not just in small business or mid-sized business, but I think people that are also building personal brands go through that same thought process, right? They want all the PR, right? Like you've been in a lot of media as I've had, right? But we had to make sure all of our systems were in place before we were there, because when the people start coming, it's like, you need to have things in place. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about that. Honestly, I think one of the biggest challenges small business owners have and, and at all levels is the financials. Often you'll see business owners that have no idea how to handle financials or to read them or, you know, to look at, you know, predictive um numbers that, you know, they, they should be looking at ultimately. Um, and I'm someone, mind you, math was never my strong suit. Uh, I got into this, this business and I was trained on how to read and even create P and L's and look at cash flow sheets. And most business owners don't know how to do that. So often what we find is it's necessary to start there, right? Because, we need to know, is your business right now even breaking even based on the numbers that you've got that you're running? Sometimes that's not even the case and they're losing money, even though their revenue looks decent. But because of discounting or whatever else they've done, uh, they're actually hurting their business. So it's really important that we take a look at that first to identify that's the fastest way we can make an impact. Right. I, and I want to touch upon that a little bit because 
often business owners think, okay, well, maybe if I discount my business, I'll get more business, right? Now, pricing obviously has uh, an impact on the market depending on who your target is, right? Being very clear on who your target is so you present it based on the pricing to the right people. Now, discounting only devalues a product. It doesn't make the worth of, of what they're putting out to market. It doesn't give it any value when they, they offer any type of discounting. So we start to teach business owners how to bundle, create extra packaging, create more value in their offer mm. so that that discounting is no longer something that's devaluing their, their product. So it's essential that they, if I gave one message today, it's, it would be not to discount because when we show them the numbers on discounting versus even raising their prices and the fear of loss that, that an owner might go through when they think, oh, I can't raise prices, I'd lose business. Even if they lost 10% often, they're actually making more money and it blows their minds when they see this, these numbers. So I would say if, if they take nothing from anything we talk about today, it's a one thing I would say, make sure you're not discounting and devaluing your product. My homegirl dropped the mic on minute five in the conversation. <laughs> That's it, guys. See you later. Share the episode. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, there's, no, more. It's, it's, yeah, there's so much more. There's so much more. You know, it's funny because you're talking about in that specific example, you're talking about small business, right? right. And so in my previous, my previous career, I started as an outside sales representative for um, a software company called Paychex and I was selling payroll. And I dealt with a lot of the small businesses, right? right. So the small business, I mean, you have these very skilled contractors, let's say in Southwest Florida, you and I are right across from each other. We're very close, right? So if I am talking to um, a brand new business owner that just is really good and skilled at their craft, but they don't understand the business principles to your point, right? So this contractor plumber or home builder says, you know what? I'm tired of working for, for dude. Like I just want to work for myself. I'm unemployable. I need to be my own boss. And they have the great skills, right? And they can just do so many things. But like where they fail is the business sense, the back end, right? And what I'm hearing is you guys come in and you help these individuals with the back end infrastructure so that they can go be successful. Because right. running a business, and I found this out early on with myself, my wife and I, when we were running our business here, is like just because there's revenue coming in doesn't mean you're making money. No. Right. It could quite honestly mean the opposite because there's a soft cost of time. How much is my time worth? Yeah. Right. Am I doing all these menial tasks that's taking away from my bottom line, you know, and, it, and it's disguised as revenue and hey, we're doing good. Right. right? Um, but no, I find it I find it very useful. Like there's people like like you and your business out there that are helping individuals with this because um, like a lot of them don't have any clue. Yeah. And you know, what happens for a lot of business owners, you know, they have, there's a lot of pride in starting a business, like working so hard, but the need to work efficiently is more important than the working hard. So we, we kind of, you know, tiptoe around some egos, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I like to tell my clients that revenue feeds the ego, profitability feeds the family. Boom. So when we think about it that way, am I really that profitable? If I'm making a million dollars a year, what's my actual take home? What's that, that percentage of net income that's coming into me? 
And so really identifying ways to increase that bottom line is more important than the, that top line revenue, because you could take 50% or 10% or whatever. And it, you know, that's a massive increase to your paycheck or your take home. Mm -hmm. If you can work out those numbers and we always can. No, I love that. And it's, it's super important. Like you were talking about the discounting portion of it, right? Like again, right. guys, listen to her. For those of you that are listening that are in business, whether you have your own personal brand or you're out there selling a product or a widget, I don't care if you're in the medical industry, payroll, or if you have your own brand, right? I happen to have both, all right? Do not discount. It's yeah. going to take away from what you're doing. You are telling that person that or that company that's buying from you like, hey, guess what? My services aren't very good. There's no value to them. So I'm going to cave in and give it to you for cheaper because you are controlling my process. Yeah. Well, really is interesting to me, and I love it because I do the same thing with my programs as far as the bundling. And it, it goes off the Alex Hormozzi $100 million offer book. Create an offer so amazing people feel stupid saying no. Exactly. That's, and that's everything, right? Yeah. And some of those things can be automated. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it. Like, what about a digital course, right? Somebody offering a digital course included in their actual program it could be an, an additional value of $15,000, depending on how many videos on there. Right. You know, and that is incremental revenue and you're not having to touch that anymore. So that's a scaling part, right? So, um, do, do, do you guys help people with that aspect as well? Finding different ways to make more money and them not actually have to be hands-on with it? Yeah, there's a whole section on additional products and services that we look into. And there's a strategy behind all of that. And you touched on upon a point that when you look at making your business truly unique, there's strategizing that involved that's involved because sometimes and often there's nothing unique about the business and the business owner will say, well, I'm the unique one. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you're, there's probably some uniqueness here, but how are you relaying that uniqueness to your audience so that they know, or your potential clients, so they know that you're truly unique and there's value here. And so we look at identifying the different ways to strategize for a market dominating position, because once you go to market with that and you've got a repeatable statement that stands out, I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. My business and our coaches, we tell business owners that we can add a minimum of $100,000 to their business before they spend money on marketing and advertising. And I can do that in 45 minutes. Now I have to back that up, right? I have the software mm. to show them those numbers. We show them how small incremental changes compound upon each other and you get massive results. So my software will show them that if I didn't have that in place, I couldn't make that statement, but that statement's pretty powerful. And so when I walk into a room and I tell people, that's what I can do nine times out of 10 people want to sit down with me. And well, that, absolutely. That's a market dominating position that will stand out in in any market, right? And so the idea behind that is to strategize so that their business does the same thing, right? And it means they may have to add or change or God knows what, right? Mm -hmm. And coming up with this could take a few months, but the results are well worth it. No, I love it. I love it because you are, you know, you, you know your target audience, right? And you know what is going to speak to them. So, guys, so listen, this is the, this is the thing. You have to have a power statement like that. Some people call it a hook, right? You know, or what grabs the attention? Like you walk into a room and say, hey, I can show you how to increase your profitability in your business by $100,000 without spending a dime. 
who's not going to listen? Right. And in 45 people, right? Like, (laughs) oh, how long is this going to take? I can show you, you can make that much of a difference in, in 45 minutes. I mean, it's pretty, people are curious, right? It's that curiosity that gets them to sit down, like, show me. And so something that we do as well is, so we have the software, we have all the tools and we bring on coaches. Um, Right now we have a, just over a thousand coaches across the world, 47 different countries. And we provide them with all these tools and software so Mm -hmm. that we can use that same messaging because there's not, there are not enough business coaches to businesses, right? We need business coaches and we need good ones who know what they're doing. So while we're on here, if there's anybody who's looking to get it, change their career or, Mm -hmm. or would like to learn how to become a business coach, we'll train you and show you the way. That's really awesome. And for those people listening that are interested in that, is this a, a W2 full-time position? Is it a 1099? We're setting them up as their own business. So they make their hours, they live wherever they want, they do whatever they want, but we give them everything they need to be successful. And often what happens, just like with business owners, where am I going to get the business, right? How's the business going to come to me? Every single person, that's the biggest challenge that they go through. This is where that market dominating position really stands out. I can go to most networking events and get business because as soon as I start saying that in front of the tar- the right target audience, they want one, they'll sit down with me Two, it's me. It's up to me to close them, but we train our coaches how to do that. I mean, it makes sense. Right. I mean, and that's, and you know, you bring up a great point, right? Because the last what, two years, almost three years, there's been a lot of straying away from face to face you know, networking conversations. And a lot of it at the beginning was, you know, out of necessity, we didn't really understand the environment. We didn't know what was going on. Um, but somebody like yourself and somebody like me, um, we thrive in a room, right? We, we want that room. We want to be with these people and telling somebody an empowering statement like that, exactly what it is you could do for them. Um, you're going to get the meeting. And, and for those of out there that are listening, if you are a coach of any kind and you don't have a big power statement like that, then you're way behind. And that's why you're not getting more business because you're not telling people exactly what you do for them. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach and I help people with this. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Right. So, but Hey, I can show you how to increase your profitability in 45 minutes up to a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. Right. Huh? We say a minimum, a minimum. Right. So that's the, that's the, it's a moving target. Okay. But that's, that's the minimum. So now is this a a course over, over the year? No, I mean, we, I had a coach just start uh, two weeks ago and he's done some consulting, but Mm -hmm. two weeks into the program and signed a client, a year contract percentage of revenue after first year, meaning there's a revenue share Mm -hmm. $7,500 a month for that contract. I mean, two weeks in the program. Two weeks in the program, and he's making seventy five hundred dollars a month, month over month. From his first his, client. Wow, good for him. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. you know, guys, this just brings up. Sorry to interrupt you, but no. you know, you want to know what the consistently is the biggest factor between the person between them and their goals. It's always a hundred percent based on their confidence levels. I can meet someone and based on how confident they are, I know how well they're going to do. If they're shaking, you can always tell 
you're gonna, you know that they're going to need more work. They're going to need more confidence building. And I use a success formula based on six human needs to identify the confidence gap for them. And mm. that makes every bit of difference. I use it on my clients too, not just my coaches. Sure. But we show them like, okay, you want your goal. You are at an eight overall, let's say out of 10 on your confidence from we need to close this gap in, for, in order for you to get to a 10. Because the people that are at nines and tens across the board, those are the killers making in great money mm-hmm. and at the same time, like really growing their business. This is awesome. I love this. I'm glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> you know, what, let me ask you a question. Everything. What's that? Confidence is everything. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, it's funny because I was just at a retreat this weekend up in Destin, Florida, and you live in Florida. So you know how beautiful Destin is. Yeah. You know, it's on this beach. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Real life is happening over here. Um, you know, uh, on this beach, and I, they had me come up there, and they wanted me to do a two-day keynote for their coaches. And it was so amazing. And the biggest part of what I teach is the confidence level, mm-hmm. right? And confidence, to me, that word drives me crazy because so many people view that as something that they're entitled to. Confidence is not something that you're entitled to. Confidence to me is something that you earn on a day-to-day basis, right? Uh, Leaning into the hard things, having great discipline. You know, are you watching your nutrition? Are you in the gym? Are you doing the hard things in your business day after day after day? That is what builds the confidence, in my opinion. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, no, for sure. Confidence is absolutely a practice. You have to practice it every day where once practice becomes a habit and mm. you no, know, it's, it's not an easy thing when you're changing a habit. If you feel the need to, you know, shift towards uh, a greater purpose, a, gr- a direction that's going to ultimately give you better results. And I tell everyone, what percentage of an increase are you making today? Forget yesterday. I don't care what you did yesterday. Today, we're, it's compounding shows up everywhere in our life, in our business, in our finances, in our habits. So you do one thing wrong. I, I know some people who do one thing wrong. It's like, oh, it's over. I did the one thing wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Think of all the other things because we're compounding. Yeah. It's okay. We'll delete that one. You've got more, right? Right. So let's focus on the compounding effects of what, because one is, is good, but we want more. We want two, three, multiple things that you're doing. Um, and you can't do it all at once. Obviously you can't change all these habits at once, but ultimately right. that's the goal is to start shifting all these things towards our, our, the results we're looking for. And I look at confidence as, um, you can build it through awareness, right? Every day you're aware of your habits, aware how you're showing up, aware of the way you're speaking to yourself, um, more importantly than anyone else, you'll start to, once you start paying attention and really um, focusing on the shift. It's like, okay, well, I'm saying this, but I want this result. Let me start changing my language, right? But it can't change until we're aware. So it's the compounding effect of consistent awareness that will build confidence, right? And then the, the change in, in habit, right? Because it starts with that conversation we're having ultimately. No, 1 billion percent agree. I mean, like that is, that is everything. Right. Because, you know, the self-awareness aspect, and I, I think this is what um, so many of my clients struggle with, is like they are they're choosing to live by the narrative that somebody else told them when they were little. Like you're always going to have somebody when you grow up, right, going to be a parent, could be a, a sibling or even a grandparent in some cases, tell you like, hey, you can't do this. Right. 
right? And so we choose to believe that, right? We download it and it wires our brain completely. And then we go through our lives. And then when we're sitting there in those moments of truth, when it's like, okay, I can either walk out of this, out of this situation and thinking in my higher self, or I can say, hey, this is just not, I just can't do this. But we can only make those shifts that you're talking about as if we're self-aware. And so what is super helpful that I've always found is like, talk to yourself, literally, like, I'm saying right now that I can't do this or I have this fear in this current moment. Where is that coming from? Right. And do I actually believe it or is it something or a lie that society has told me? Exactly. And, you know, I like to look at you're going to hear me talk about compounding over and over because Mm -hmm. if think about that and apply it consistently everywhere, you'll start to really see results. So even with something like building confidence, I'm like, okay, I want to, if I'm coming from a creative space, I want to create something, right? Let's say I want to, you know, just feel good today from a confidence level. Now I know that if I point out the things that I don't like to myself throughout a day, my levels of confidence are going to decrease, right? Mm -hmm. I might say, oh, there's a wrinkle. Oh dear God, I gained like whatever. I'm fluffy today. What did I do last night? Oh, my hair looks dry or (laughs) whatever it is, whatever yours is, right? Oh, that was dumb. I shouldn't have said that. So every statement I make that I don't even think twice about, like passing in the mirror wrinkle, hair looks dry. I gained weight. So it's a hit. Every one of those is Mm -hmm. a hit and it's compiling, compounding negative energy, right? And you wonder at the end of the day, you're like, damn, I feel like crap. Why do I feel so shitty? Right? Exactly. That bad because you compounded all these negative thoughts that you didn't even think twice about, right? Because you didn't pay attention. So I like to do this. One, get a control, start to really pay attention to that. I tell everybody, if we if we want to work on a little bit of confidence, take five minutes in the morning, just five minutes, put a timer on your phone, look at yourself in the eye in the mirror. Nothing less than five minutes out loud. So now we've got the thought, the words, and it's now verbally out in the universe. So if I think vibrational frequency, the thought is a vibrational frequency. The words are a vibrational frequency. If you write it down, that's another vibrational frequency compounded. You think you're going to get more confidence faster if you do those three things. So five minutes in the mirror, not just the thought, but also the words out loud. It needs to be out loud to compound another frequency. And then Take a few minutes, write it down. Now you really, you'll really start to see the effect of the compounding of these affirmations and this deliberate intention to be, you know, greater than you are. At least you are speaking my language, dude. Like this is freaking awesome, man. Like, and then there's work to be done after that too, right? You compound those thoughts, you write them down, you download them. Now you're vibrating at a different frequency, you know, in the universe. And now you're going to attract that same frequency. Yeah. Right. But again, like that, you know, it's funny because I will guarantee you that that first stage, first thing in the morning is the absolute hardest thing for people to do. And it's because we've told ourselves the story that we're not freaking worth it all these years, much less sit there and look at myself in the mirror and say all these great things about myself in a beta state when I just woke up. Like, I love it, though. Like, lean yeah. into the hard shit, y'all. Listen. Like, that's it. When you start doing that five minutes in the mirror, the first few days is going to be like, this is just weird. And I don't feel mm. comfortable, right? Halfway during the week, you're like, okay, day four or five. Okay, I'm getting used to it. End of the week, you're like, you know, kind of feel better. You do yeah. that the first week. By the end of the week, you start to feel better. You do it for a second week. 
I talk to people and they're like, I feel so much better. I'm like, keep it up. What happens yeah. is they feel better and then they stop. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it didn't work. Well, yeah. Didn't stop. <laughs> we're keep going. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the thing about it, though. It's just like with anything, you know, even professional athletes, right? They like I, I played baseball, so I, I speak in baseball terms. I'm struggling, so I go back to the tee and I start hitting off the tee. I groove my swing, I get my confidence back, I go start tearing it up out there, and then I stop hitting off the tee, then I start struggling again. Mm. It's like, why do we as as people stop doing what works once we start having success? The the true success long term is by doing things in consistency over and over again for an extended period of time. Right. And that's why a lot of people in the sales organizations that I've been involved with in the corporate level is like, why am I not having the same success? I said, well, it's very simple. You're not willing to do what I do on an every single day basis. You do it until you have some, you know, flame or a flicker of success. I do it because I want to dominate 10 years from now. Yeah. Thinking in the decades instead of like now, like or 30, 60, 90. Because I know if I practice you know, certain habits on a daily basis. I know in 10 years, if I'm, if I continue on that path, nothing in my life is going to be recognizable. No, no. And you know, little things, even if this is, I say a little bit, it's actually a big thing. I recently, uh, I wouldn't say I stopped drinking. I would say I'm sober curious. Mm, I love it. <laughs> Meaning like I got, I came to the conclusion that even just a couple drinks, you know, some wine, I would feel so foggy the next day. And I started to value that time more than I did the social time with friends. Right. And, and I'm still going out and being social, but I'm drinking a soda water and I still have the social aspect with, you know, everybody judging you because you're not drinking the only substance uh, where people are like, they think there's something wrong with you. If you're not doing Dude, it, it's that's a, a real thing, man. Yeah. But, but to do that, to get that under control, I'm not saying people need to quit drinking, right? Like I know that that's very hard for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you the benefits of at least reducing it and, and valuing like, okay, I want Saturday morning to actually be productive and not feel foggy and be able to journal and write and be in a creative space, right? Like scheduling time to think which I think goes so underrated but time with yourself where you don't have a TV, you don't have anything mm -hmm. else. You've just, you're sitting with yourself and you're being a human being, right? Not a yep. human doing. Yep. And the yep. world is so literal. We don't even realize it is so literal or everything shows up exactly as it is. So be, be do, like to be, to be a human being, we get to experience more of being. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Like quite honestly, I'm sitting here smiling because you, you're literally about four or five times throughout this last 26 minutes, you have literally like unknowingly said the exact same things as me in my previous episodes. Well, look at that. That's There's alignment. Reason. That's There's alignment. reason we attracted each other. To Absolutely. At 100%. I think it's fantastic. You know, and, it, and it's funny because all of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, about the drinking, like people will look at you sideways when you don't want to go out and you want to drink. And I used to be one of those individuals like, okay, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to have those drinks. But you know what? I was fucking running from something. I was hiding, right? It's like, okay, like I don't have the confidence right now in this environment. So I'm going to have some drinks to loosen up and then I'm there. 
that is a limiting belief. And so what I started doing, and guys, listen, you don't have to implement this strategy into your life, but this is what has helped me. And that's what's helping roll is that, you know, we don't need that in order to thrive in an environment. And I don't want to keep telling myself that story of like, okay, Hey, you know, like, you know, the, the college football games on, I need a 12 pack. It used to be that way. You know, now I'll watch my favorite game with my wife and my friends and I won't touch alcohol. Yeah. And how empowered do you feel? I am blown away how empowered I feel being out and not giving my power away to alcohol. Saying alcohol will make me more interesting, more fun, more whatever, more loose, whatever. Instead, to stay in my own energy and tell myself to move into a space that's more appropriate for the environment of fun and whatever. And I, and I, I control my mind and my energy versus allowing the alcohol to control it. I I'll tell you, I feel more empowered just through that experience. I absolutely love it. I love it. I have to say I'm a huge advocate for empowering women specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I don't think I've told you this, but we're um, myself and um, a co-host who, co-host who happens to be male. Um, I have to preface that because the, the subject matter of the show is definitely geared towards women. Um, and we're, the show's called, uh, the podcast is called breaking Cinderella. And it's the idea about breaking Cinderella syndrome and how we often give our power away, not just to men, but to an outside source, outside energy, because we Mm -hmm. don't think we have enough to get to what we want. Right. And we actually do. And to to create sovereignty, no matter what is going on. And, you know, living in a place like Miami, you meet a lot of people who think that, you know, someone else is going to come and they'll get taken care of. And I'm not saying that can't happen and it might turn out okay, but there's always an energy exchange. And you got to remember, you've got to become independent enough. And it doesn't mean there's a loss of femininity when you become independent. You can still be feminine and be independent, right? And show up as a strong feminine female. And so we're going to talk a lot about that, empowering women through business strategies, through ways of thinking, all of that. Um, So, Sean, the Detroit Society is going to have some competition with Cinderella, uh, breaking Cinderella coming to market. Hey, I, I welcome it. And I think the more amazing people out there putting out great content and helping people, the better. Right. Yeah, uh, and the people that actually give a shit, not just out there to, okay, this is a market. Let's go. Like this is, it sounds like this is something you're passionate about and uh, I can't wait to listen. And you know what? I'll promote it. 100%. Okay. Don't have any issues so with much. that. So, um, we got to land the plane here. This has been an amazing conversation and I know my audience is getting a ton out of it. So I like to ask two questions to end the show. It's the only part about my show that has ever any plan. Okay. Uh, number one. All right. Where can my audience find you and how can they best support you? I love that. Thank you so much for that question. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rola speaks. My name has one L R O L a speaks. Um, that, I would say that's probably the best way to, to find me. Um, and then to support me, uh, look into how we can support you, whether it's if you're a business owner, um, we're happy to take a look and do an assessment for you, that 100K, we can show you how to add that. Um, and if you're in transition, if you're, we, we love salespeople who turn into coaches, we love coaches, business coaches who are already business coaches and bring them on to help us help other business owners. And 
uh, one of our, our newer business coaches mentioned when she started with us, this took 75% of the work that was on her load away. So wow. if you're already a business coach or if you're, you know, wanting a transition, come join us because uh, we'll make sure that you're successful based on, you know, our t- tools and resources. Well, there you have it, guys. There you have it. And she even threw in if you're already a business coach. So I see what she did there. I see what she did. Listen, um, guys, I I strongly encourage you to go to her Instagram profile and find her and follow her and engage with her. And and, and here's the thing. uh, Her information is going to be in the show notes. So don't feel like you have to search for her. It'll be her Instagram handle. And everything like that will be on the actual show notes. So um, my next question, final question is, how can I best support you? <clears throat> Sean, you already have. <laughs> I, hey, that's that's awesome. Straight to the point. I hear that one a lot. No, I appreciate it. Um, guys, with that being said, we're going to land this plane completely right now. If you got something out of the show, please share it with your family, share it with a business owner, share it with your friends. All right. Share it with anybody that is a small to mid-sized business owner that is looking to grow their business or even someone that is looking to transition into being a business coach and consultant. Send them to Rolla. Right. So, guys, if you aren't already subscribed to my show, please hit subscribe and leave a review. Right. I thrive on reviews. I love all of them. I share them on my social. So please share the show. Subscribe, review. Until next time, y'all take care. You be good. Thanks, guys.